I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Get on this thing. (laughs) Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, Yeah, the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. What's up, everybody? We are back with another Shetler show, and we have Instagram live stream on today. What's up, everybody, on there? If you have any questions, uh, feel free to leave them, and uh, maybe I'll get to them. But I do have... This is kind of like a house cleaning episode. I got some stuff I want to talk about and kind of touch base on. We've been doing a lot of stuff lately. Um, It's been pretty crazy. Been a wild summer, actually. We've been doing so much stuff every weekend. It feels like I'm on tour and I'm at home, you know what I mean? Which is a good thing. It's amazing. Because all I want to do is awesome skateboarding stuff. And there's so many cool people doing skateboard shit right now. Uh, whether it's a skate event or running a brand or or it's a jam or a competition. Or we're just out filming uh, in the streets, lurking the cities and stuff. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to start this off with uh, our fall brawl contest we just had. Um, to get ready for it, I had to go get a PA system, or I didn't have to, but I was sick of borrowing a PA system every time we did an event, so I figured I would make the investment and just get a PA system, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I took my time and I looked into all different types of speakers and mixers and whatnot and, uh, handled it, picked out a sick PA system, that thing was bumping during the contest, it was so loud, I got two mics, I got a wired mic, and a wireless mic so I could walk around and it was super clear because the PAs in the past they were dope but like they just like the mics weren't very clear you couldn't always hear what people were saying or the music wasn't loud enough so fucking this PA that I bought now we have for all our events so whenever we need music or MC we got it for all the all I need events which is a it's rad to have that feels good you know um, but yeah, our fall brawl was crazy, man. It went really well. Uh, everyone showed up, started killing it. We had, the divisions were 14 and under, ladies jam, and 15 and over. Uh, registration started in the morning. I had Kevin, the intern, helping me. We figured out a six system. We went through all the, um, we made all these spreadsheets. So we had a uh, registration figured out. We had pre-registration so people could sign online beforehand, which helped speed everything along for the event because, you know, we get a lot of people these things. So people sign up online. We already got your name and all your information. All you got to do is get your wristband. So that went smooth. And then, uh, yeah, so Kevin helped me out a lot. He was kind of running back and forth. I got a portable printer so we could print out heat sheets and whatnot. Uh, It was really sick. And Kevin was crushing it the whole time. Uh, Everything I needed help with. I went down there, so I went like a week before the fall brawl, I went and I picked up the PA system, I went to Guitar Center and I went like two times, the first time I went just to like talk to someone and see what they said, and then I went and talked to my friends after, I didn't buy anything because I wasn't trying to buy like the first time I went there, so I went, talked to some friends, got their opinion, figured out what I needed, went back again, it was a different dude, Uh, he walked me through the speakers and all the cords I needed for the wireless mic, I mean, not obviously not for the wireless mic, but all the cords I need for the the speakers, and he helped me get a wireless mic, and 
um, yeah, it went really well. So the second time I went, I ended up purchasing a PA system, and so we had that. And then me and Kevin got ready for it as it came up. Day of, he was crushing it. We were killing it. 14 and under was sick. There's so many young people that showed up to the event and just destroyed it. So many cool styles for, like, little people, too. Just, they don't have, like, such a little kid style. They got, like, a mature adult style. A lot of kids. It's crazy now. It's insane how, like, skateboarding has changed since I started. It's, like, you can see it everywhere. You can, it's everywhere. So you, you can kind of take in so much information, like, visually, and you can hear about it, and you can, like... I feel like kids can learn faster because they're so submersed in these skateboard worlds now, which is so sick. So they're, like, forming sick styles and, like, developing faster, you know? When I was coming up, this is, like, all I had was a magazine and maybe a video here and there. But I had to, like, just learn the shit, you know? Like, we had, like, 401 eventually. Oh, shit, I'm messing up the live stream. What up, live stream? If you got any questions, guys, feel free to chime in. I'll, I'll try to answer it. Um... But yeah, the kids were killing it, man. 1400 was sick. I was like a little nervous leading up to the event because whenever, for those of you out there that throw events, whenever you throw one, you never know. Some are great. Some are like duds, you know? Um, luckily for us, most of our events go pretty fucking awesome, which is amazing, you know? Uh, we work really hard to hype them up and promote them and make sure everyone has a good time and we give out enough stuff and people get recognition for their shredding. We make sick edits of the day, so... Um, we try to work really hard so the events are awesome, and they all, most of ours usually are. We've had a few duds here and there, but that was back in the day, and now we kind of got a system, and now that we got the PA system, it's like we're crushing, and, and I got Kevin helping me, and uh, it went really well. And then we had the ladies' jam, which, again, I was kind of nervous about because, like, skateboarding is kind of new to, like, women out there, I guess. I mean, girls have been in it, but when I was coming up, there was literally, like, one, two skateboards, literally, I know Jankum just posted about uh, Jamie Rays, who I forgot about, but I remember seeing her when I'd go into New York City, and she was so good, she skated, like, not with, like, a weird style, she had, like, a six skater, street skater style, and she just destroying it, and then, like, in videos, I saw Alyssa Steamer, and same with her, just rugged, like, street, street skater pushing, doing sick shit, you know, um, but yeah, so the girls, jam went well, too, man, shout out to New England female skateboarder, skate excuse me, New England female skateboarding, they came, Tracy came, killed it, helped out with everything, um, and Stephanie, they both killed it, and they shredded in the contest, and the ladies jam was awesome, I was like a little nervous, because you just don't know if girls are going to show up, so it was sick to have them come, and it was sick because they were skating the rails and doing everything, you know, it wasn't just like, <clears throat> it wasn't just like, you know, it was actually really heated, I was like, I was, like, on the edge of my seat watching them go for it. They were landing shit that I, like, had no clue, you know? It was awesome, man. Um, so, Ladies Jam went well. And then, towards the end of the day, actually, in the middle, we just broke it up with the best trick outside the skate park. So, the Fall Brawl was at the Edge Indoor Skate Park in Taunton, Massachusetts. And it's an indoor skate park, so you got to pay, like, an admission fee to get in there. But not everybody could pay, so we decided, you know what, we're going to do a best trick in the middle of the day when there's practice going on. We'll bring my 16-foot round bar. Shout out to Billy Drown, all I need team rider, who drove to my house and got it out of my shed. It's the perfect 16-foot round bar. And we brought it to the skate park, left it outside so everyone could skate it during the event. And then we went out midday and just, like, did a best trick and gave out some free stuff just for the people that couldn't get into the skate park, you know. And that was really sick. And then the end of the day was wild. Um, oh, you know what else I did? I got Spotify Premium. Because <laughs> I didn't want ads playing during the event, you know what I mean? And I don't, you know, so I did that too. I was like, alright, we'll give it, they give you a free trial for like the first 30 days or something, so. And then, uh, so, yeah, so the end of the day is the big event, the 15 and over, which is, you know, it's a fall brawl, but it feels like an am contest. There's a lot of dudes out there, and, uh and girls, and kids, but it just felt like an am contest, but 15 and over was heavy, dudes came out, destroyed it, every heat was just, like, intense, dudes were, like, it's three dudes in a heat, so, and they didn't, they didn't know each other, you know, we just kind of mixed it up ran, randomly, so, and we had three judges, which was sick, so each dude had one person judging, our judges sheet went from, like, it was about style, so it was, like, one to barley, one being the lowest, barley being the, the 10, you know, and then we had consistency, one to Dave Pachinski, because, oh no, Dave was technical, because Dave's super tech, and he's consistent too, so it kind of works for him on both, but 
So one to Pachinski, and then we had Pops, so obviously one to Westgate, you know. And, uh, yeah, we just, we, I feel like everyone killed it, destroyed it. We battled it down to a semifinals, and then we did a finals. It was a full day of skateboarding. Um, coming out in first place was young Jacob Hammond, destroying it, doing big back threes over this trainee trainee pyramid. It was fucking insane. And then everything in between, he's just, I've seen, been skating with him for a while. It's cool to see him mature and start to skate like a man and take the knee pads off and like not nothing wrong with knee pads but like just to see him be able to take the knee pads off and get a full pop and not have restriction and like not just skate training but skate street as well it was sick man and for him to win it was you know it was kind of he deserved it you know everyone kind of knew that he threw down it was close but like at the end of the day it's like he put it all out there so congrats to jacob hammond for taking first at the 15 and over and fall brawl and the whole day was so sick, man. I literally stayed there all fucking day. I went the night before to set the PA, PA system up and figure it out, actually. So my homie Chad was there. Shout out to Chad Martinez. And he helped me figure it all out. Like, he just basically let me do my Rain Man thing. And I had him carrying stuff around and pointing stuff. So he was killing it, you know. Um, but, yeah, Fall Bro was fucking crazy sick. Uh, unbelievable, honestly. The edit's coming soon. Sammy Skates filmed the whole thing, so... New edits coming soon. And don't mind Elwood in the backdrop because he likes to bark a lot. So, But, uh, yeah, Fall Brawl was epic. Really stoked to share the footage with you. And this PA bumps, like I was saying. Let me go to some of the uh, Instagram Live questions real quick, see what I got here while Elwood gets his barking out. Little Louie, what up, two, 2005? Joey Sticks, shout out. What up, Elvis says, what up? Got a little thumbs up right there. Alex, what up? Aaron Brands, what up? What up? I know I saw something here. There's a lot of people popping in. Can you say Vafankolomato HS, please? Dude, if I nailed that, which I know I did not, <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce what you want me to say right there. Natasha, shout out, shout out. Um, Ryan Puffs Loud says, and that's what love for the people is. Hell yeah. Skateboarding's full of people. Gotta love the people. Alex Wallery says, do you know who Brian Reed is? I do, and he shreds, kills it. Kid's got good style, good pop, good trick selection. Destroys. Um, Ryan Puff says, I want Anthony to commentate, uh, my Fortnite live gameplay. Ha, that'd be funny. <laughs> Okay, so moving on. Next thing I want to talk about, Andy Roy's new teeth. I don't know if you guys saw that. He's like, I saw a photo looking like uh, Brandon Beeble where his teeth are a little too white. <laughs> I think Beeble got his teeth fit, got it cleaned or something. And uh, for a while, he looked like he had Jim Carrey teeth in the mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, just big, like, uh, what is that gum where it's like a square piece of gum? Is it chiclet? I don't know. It just looked like a little strange, you know? A little too clean, a little too nice, a little minty fresh on them teeth, you know. Love Brennan Beeble, but, you know, we can all laugh at ourselves, right? Um, but yeah, I saw a photo of Andy Roy, and he's got the new pearly whites. They're looking a little Brandon Beeble-ish. But, I mean, he had he was, like, gimpy before. He had, like, one tooth, right? So I bet that's an upgrade for sure, brand new. And I think the people got him some teeth, if I'm not correct. I believe they had a GoFundMe. I actually looked it up online. I pulled up uh, Andy Roy's, get Andy Roy some teeth. I have seven teeth left and I'm trying to get a new grill. <laughs> That's the first line. Um, I have an appointment for x-rays in June and a cons consultation in July to find out exactly what needs to be done. Thank you everyone who donates. I love you all. But yeah, the man's got pearly whites. It, on this... He only raised $9,000. I don't mean to say only. That's a lot of fucking money to have people just like say, look, I only have seven teeth. I need more teeth. I mean, that's, you know, to raise $9,000. That's almost ten grand. How much are new teeth? He had 20000 as the goal. So 9225 was raised by 253 people in four months. Apparently he got it done, though. I don't know if the people did it for him or if... Uh, you must really love Andy Roy skating. Some of these people are dropping some heavy bucks. <laughs> Hooking them up, bro. Let's hope he takes care of these teeth. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned, but I hope he takes care of them this time. 
Because you got to make an effort to lose that many teeth. You know what I mean? Like, you really got to just not give a shit for a long time. I've, I've ha- had a couple teeth pulled out, and it is so fucking painful. Like, he has six left. Can you imagine the amount of pain Andy Roy went through? Some, I'm sure some of it was self-inflicted, you know? Maybe we should get Andy on the show. Because I, I, he's an enigma in skateboarding right now. But yeah, dude's got pearly whites. I don't know where you can see it. I saw it on, I think, um, Adrian Lopez. I saw his Instagram, and I think I saw a photo of it. So, uh, And Dog Party says, I, I, I need new teeth. Shelter fam, help me out. Sorry, bro. You're going to have to work your ass off and save up for those teeth, bro. I don't know. I can't, can't be giving out free teeth, bro. Got to take care of these. Look at these things. Got some crookedness on my teeth. My bottom teeth are all crooked. I chipped my front one when I was younger too that was brutal I had to keep it the kid had to keep his uh front tooth chipped for a while because I couldn't afford it until I hustled up and got that tooth you know there was no GoFundMe back then I didn't didn't even, that wasn't even an option it was just like get your tooth fixed get your shit together figure out what you got to do hustle to get that tooth fixed you know <clears throat> but yeah so let's let's go through my list again fall brawl recap shit was fucking sick at the edge indoor skate park in Taunton Mass it was sick. Everyone killed it. Congrats to all the winners. Congrats to everybody who came out. Shredded. Brought the energy. Shout out to my homie Ryan from CT for coming and announcing with me. All the homies that helped me judge. Um, it was sick, man. It's so cool that we have everything to run events. Because, like, to me, all I need is more than just a skateboard company. Yeah, we make skateboards and apparel. But we also, we're a media company because we do podcasts and vlogs and then we're also events we do events all summer long so like the fall brawl new england am is coming up in november and then uh we do a couple of others in between there as well so you know we do a lot of stuff so it's sick to have this pa system and know that it bumps and it works and whenever we need it we got it wherever we go whatever it is we're gonna fucking crush it with that thing so um yeah so moving on andrew roy has new teeth check I think the people bought him new teeth. Good for him. Uh, oh, I wanted to talk about our new All I Need video. That's what I want to bring up. It's called All I Need's Good Eye. Good Eye is the name of the video. G-O-O-D-E-Y-E. Um, and I like that name because when I was younger, I went out to SF and it was like the first time I kind of like got to the other side of the country and I was on my own and like everything was so new to me. And I got to go out and hang out with the guys at Deluxe, which is like Spitfire, Thunder, and uh, Crooked, Real. I don't think Crooked was around then, though, but it was Real and Antihero. And, uh, but I went out there for Spitfire and Thunder. The guys, Thebo and those guys, and Jason Ferris at the time, Mickey Rays. What up, Mickey? Um, those guys like brought me out there and went out there and skated i was with like leo romero who else was i with dude was a heavy crew ernie torres peter romandetta dennis Buznitz. just went out there and got to meet everyone and i got to skate skate and shoot with gabe morford and gabe is one of the best photographers out hands down i love gabe's photos like i love his approach like and that's where the name good eye came from because every time like you would catch yourself like in a bail and not get worked even though it was super close and you could have you'd get out of it safely and he'd be like good eye good eye and that always just like stuck to me i was like oh yeah it made me like kind of focus on the fact that you know i did fall but i got out of it pretty good like let's keep going next try next try you know good eye good eye so uh i don't know that's just that's where that name came from and i wanted to go through we're gonna parts are gonna be from evan mancelillo and he shreds dude evan is a beast um I don't know what to say, young Evan, man, he crushes transition and he crushes the streets, man. He's kind of all-terrain. He's built like my dog Emma. He's like a little, kind of like a pit bull, like he's square, condensed, and he can just like, he's got pop, um, can skate rails, can skate ledges, big-ass concrete stuff. Like his part's going to be sick. It's, it's, I'm excited to see Evan's uh, full part for this video. It's going to definitely be a hammer. It's going to be a heavy one, man. Uh, his last part was fucking sick too. Also, uh, Billy Drown, Billy Drown, good homie, rides for all I need. He's been on for from the beginning. One of my best friends. Uh, I fucking love Billy. He has a great style, good eye for lines, uh, good pop. He's got power. He's got like moose pushes. Kind of reminds me of a moose. I don't know why. It's complimentary though. I promise. 
but his part's going to be sick because he's always got, like, good flow. He's really great with lines, good flow, and he has, like, a unique eye and his own individual approach to skateboarding, which I really appreciate, and he has, appreciate, and he has a sick-ass style. So Billy's part's going to be fucking dope as usual. You could type Billy Drown into YouTube and check it out. Um, the intern, Kevin Clem, who's been helping me with everything, which I can go into, I guess, a little bit. I have that on my list, but Kevin has just been down for all I need from the beginning. His mom had a skate shop back in the day, and they were one of the first shops to carry all I need when we were just selling t-shirts. Shout out to Kevin's mom. And Kevin was just down the whole time, man, and grew up watching this kid skate and turn into a fucking lanky man with power and more pop than I fucking even knew about and unbelievable transition skills, and uh, his part's going to be heavy. And now he's been interning for me for school and helping me out with all I need and everything. The podcast, he's been help, basically helped produce the podcast. I showed him how to, how to basically help me out throughout with everything, which has been fucking priceless. Kevin's been clutch. And uh, he's been stacking clips, and he's going to have a fucking heavy part for sure. So those first three are just murderer's row. Evan, Billy, and Kevin's parts are going to be crazy. Um... Uh, and it keeps going. Then Corey Goonan. Uh, if you go back to our first two videos, our first video was Thrive, Prosper, Rise. Second video was In the Trenches. Check out Corey Goonan. More pop than fucking most, for sure, because he's got a tall-ass belly button. That's what we figured out. One time he showed me his belly button is about two inches higher than the average person. So I guess that's where he can bend his knees up to to get the pop that he has. Uh, sick lines, good style, unique his own, you know, like, he just has his own style that he crafted and worked on, so, uh, Goonan's parts are always legendary, I love the way that dude skates, and I can't wait to see his next part, um, and then me, I've been working on my part, trying to, uh, keep it going, 35 years old, so to me, it's kind of like, it's, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out what I can do and not get hurt, you know, but I'm still able to push myself, which is crazy, I'm kind of feeling like, lucky because i'm trying to find the balance between like gnar and control and like i like to jump down stuff and skate big rails and stuff so i'm but i'm 35 now i can't like dude seriously hurts so bad in my knee i have no acl on my left knee so it's just like but I'm, i've been getting the last few weekends i've been getting shit i didn't even think i could do it was like new stuff that i pushed to a limit that i never did before so for me i'm really stoked on what i got going so far i haven't really sit down to look at all of it and see if i what i got but I'm going to try to put out a part that I'm proud of, so I hope you guys like it, um, but I'm trying, you know, who knows, this might be my last one where I can really get buck, you know, I'm trying to get, um, I'm trying to have something that I'm proud of, so I hope that conveys, so we're working on that, and then we also, Timmy Knuth, who had the ender in, in, in the trenches, Timmy's fucking gnarly, so much control, when I think of Timmy, I think of control, because he can literally flick in and out of stuff, and like, he has the most control I've ever seen on a skateboard, and one of the fastest flicks, like, I always thought Dustin Dolan had a fast flick, and he does, but, like, Timmy's up there with that flick, you know, kickflip fucking crook Hollywood 16, kickflip front nose grind the banks, um, and then he's nothing to laugh at at transition, too, like, I hope he films more tranny stuff in this part, because, like, I don't know if people know how good Timmy is, he can kind of do it all, you know? Um, D Fuchs, I was just talking to Derek Fukahard today, and he's stacking some clips, and Derek's fucking style master, I love Derek's skating, used to ride for World with Timmy and Derek, Derek's, um, uh, one of those dudes, just so much control too, and he reminds me of, like, there's certain dudes I've met that have control and style and, like, this, like, mix of things, and, like, he's one of them, along with Forrest Kirby and Eric Costin, they were just, like, they had no holes in their skating, in my opinion. They could kind of do everything with style and, like, a personality behind it. And Derek's one of those dudes. So, yeah. So, we're working on our third full-length video. All I Need, Good Eye, coming soonish. Not sure when we're going to finish, but it's September now. October, November. I don't even know when it starts to get shitty here. I should know. It happens every year. But uh, once it starts to get bad weather, we're going to take a look at all the footage and see where our parts are and we might have to do a trip the last one i think we went to atlanta because we kind of needed to do a trip in the middle of winter and stack some clips so we might have to do that for this video but i'm not sure we're going to go hard till the end of summer or to the end of fall until the first snow and then we'll take a look at it but good news is all i need good eye is underway
we're doing it, man. I think it's important to have full-length videos. It means a lot to me to be a part of it and to come together and work on... We can chop it all up online afterwards, you know, and people can check out each part individually and stuff. But I want to do a video premiere, and I love look at working on a common goal with people that I love, you know, and skaters that I love. And I love just knowing that we're working on something together that we're going to release together is just kind of powerful, you know. Full-length videos will never die. I don't think so. I don't care, like, what the internet says or what's what, you know what I mean? Like, we decide what's fucking has value in skating. And to me, full parts, uh, all, not only full parts, but full videos are classic, dude. I, especially for, like, a skate brand or a brand, you, like, it kind of, um, um, it's like a whole offering at once. It's so sick, you kind of get the whole feel. It's sick. So, we're underway. Let's see. Cross that off. Oh, shit. Ben's on working. There we go. Uh, update. New England Am. I just got the artwork today. Shout out Peter James Glenn. Crushing the artwork. Always. Thank you so much. Um, we get the artwork. And I will post it online today or tomorrow. Uh, but it's going to be Saturday, November 3rd at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. This is uh, New England Am 2018. And we're going to switch it up this year. Because usually it's um, shop contest. So we invite all the shops. They bring three riders each. And we do a jam format until we have top shop. But this year for the New England Am, we're switching it up. We're doing a single winner. And it's no longer going to be jam format. It's going to be runs. So the emphasis is more on the individual now. So there'll be one winner of the New England Am. So that's going to be pretty heavy because... Our event, this event, the last fucking four years has been insane with like hundreds of skateboarders destroying the skate park. The skate park's 30,000 square feet, so there's a lot of space, and there's a little bit of everything on our street course. We got big tranny, small tranny, banks, big, small wall rides. We got boxes, perfect flat boxes. We got small rails, big rails, uh, round, square, hubbas, different sizes, fly boxes all on the street course. It's pretty much got everything for everyone. So a lot of epic people show up, throw down, and it's always one of the most intense days for me because you've taken so much skateboarding and shit you never thought you'd see, especially in my park. I'm like, oh, it's crazy to see people destroy this place, you know? Um, but yeah, New England am 2018, November 3rd is going to be sick, and it's you got to have runs, two runs. Two runs to make it to the semis and so on to the finals. So start crafting some runs. And the cool thing about that park, man, is it flows really well and there's so many different lines. So excited for that to come up too. And now that we got the PA system, boo, me and Kevin been working on our whole fucking events uh, format. And we got all the forms and we got everything we need. We got the printer to print out everything. So uh, it's official, man. We're going to get this thing running smooth, smooth sailing. This fall brawl already was, so like we'll just build off the momentum of that, moving into the New England Am. Hope to see all you guys there. Taunton, Massachusetts. People come from all over the place. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Florida, California, Midwest. People fly in for this event. Uh, judges uh, last few years have been Donnie Barley, Brandon Westgate, Dave Pachinski, Zara Bassett, Manny, Nick Don Pierre. Um, heavy judges, so gonna be sick and that's coming up uh i had kevin i want to talk about him interning uh i guess i'll go back to that and touch on it a little bit what i want to say is like for me i sound like rodrigo uh texera for me like it's crazy like for me remember that yes minik mahdi video i love that video it's one of my favorite videos um growing up it's like watch that one burn that one in my brain all those parts everything about it was so sick uh, but yeah, so with all I need, it's like, I've been working so hard and growing all I need and trying to figure out how to keep this thing going. You know, we started in the, the recession hit and, uh, I had took my savings, which wasn't that much, but enough to get some t-shirts going and to get the logo and what we needed to get the brand going. And then, uh, we just took it from there and just add up. That's been our whole philosophy is like work hard, get better and gain by inches and just keep going, you know? It keeps growing and moving as long as our hearts are in it and we are willing to admit that we need to keep getting better and figure out 
better ways to do things and smoother ways and learn how to communicate and all this stuff. So it's been quite the experiment and it's been working, which is amazing, you know, but it's been me trying to figure it out by myself. I mean, these guys have been helping me with making videos and content and stuff like that with their skating, you know, but I need help with like, I needed help with some of the day-to-day stuff because it's just a lot of work, you know, on top of a job and multiple jobs, you know, like I work for The Edge, creating events and teaching skate lessons for leisure, not from, not really for work, but like I choose to take them on, you know, it's not like I live off that money, but I do skateboard lessons because I know it actually helps. I like to meet little kids that are into skating that are passionate and I help them build a foundation and get comfortable and express themselves in the skate park and realize they can just come and meet friends and, you know, after a couple of lessons, they're usually on their own, which is amazing to me. They're autonomous little killers, you know, but like, um, and then screen printing and apparel and working in there. And so like, I have all these different things that I'm working on that I enjoy and love. And, but like, you know, there's only so much time in the day, you know, so it's nice to have Kevin come and, uh, for his school and want to learn and intern and help all I need grow because that's the thing I told him I'm like if we put our heart into this and we just keep going man we can keep trying to find opportunity and look at the silver linings and figure out how to do this and grow this and move this and and keep getting better and it seems to be working and it's been a lot by myself as far as all the behind the scenes stuff but now Kevin's helping produce all this stuff the podcast the vlogs and like he's helping with just the tedious stuff when the boards come in and inventory and just um helping with marketing and promotion and all the stuff that it takes to grow into a brand so it's crazy to see that like with his help the progression in 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 how much we can go you know and it's beyond just me uh but it's hard because it's like been my systems and the way i figured out how to get this to work and you know coming out of the recession trying to figure out how to build a brand with new technology is no joke and trying to find a way that you can enjoy it and it doesn't turn into work, you know? We all owe a certain level of work, you know? Like, we can't really escape work. And the fastest way to get out of poverty is to work your way out, you know? You work for someone else and you learn the value. You value your time because you, someone else is paying you for it. So you're like, I wonder what I'm worth. And then you define that and you figure out a way to get what you're worth, you know? And work with other people and balance it all out. And that's just life, you know? So, but I wanted to make all any fun, you know? I don't want to make this feel like a job, like... I know it's skateboarding and there's, you know, that part's super fun, but there's a lot of stuff to running a brand that's not just skateboarding, you know, it's other stuff, it's emails, it's conversations, it's, uh, it's a lot of connecting and trying to figure, it's a lot of paperwork and stuff like that and organization, a lot of um, patience and organizing things and it's, it's crazy. If you do, if you run a brand, you'll know, you know, so like, it's nice to have someone help me with that side of it. So we've just been like streamlining things and making it all run smooth and making sure we take the profits from the brand and put it back into skateboarding, whether it's the PA for, you know, all the events so we can throw these events and have these memories and, um, or it's cameras to film the videos or it's whatever it is at the time to keep it going and growing to help skateboarding, you know, like pay people for their art for skateboards and, I try to pay for meals and stuff when I came for the riders and like, so yeah, it's just rad, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been quite the experiment and, uh, it seems to be working, which is so cool. And to have all you guys out there listening and supporting and showing love and, um, it's unbelievable to me, to be honest. So this intern thing's awesome. I'm really stoked on Kevin. He's a man. Um, I appreciate it. And then, uh, yeah, so, and we also just recently dropped a new board. Um, Peter killed it on the artwork. It's called Crush It Like Quint. We teamed up with Narragansett Beer. And uh, if you know anything about Narragansett Beer, one of their claims to fame is that Quint in the original Jaws movie, he's drinking Narragansett lager. And there's a point where he's like, crush the can. So we had Peter whip up this sick graphic, just capturing that moment. Crush it like Quint, Narragansett lager beer, crush it like Quint, all I need skateboards, we got an epic shark popping up off the bottom, the black soulless eye of the shark is the A logo for all I need, Uh, and then it's got the fucking man, Quint crushing the can right there, so uh, for those those of you that know, hell yeah, and for all you guys out there that cop these, uh, thank you, that was uh, amazing, like... Uh, this board moved really well and it's been able to help grow everything you know I took some of the profits from that and got the PA system for the all the events we throw and 
um, yeah, so it's so sick you guys like this board and uh, all the positive feedback on social media. Uh, unbelievable shit, man. Thank you guys. I, I knew Jaws, that movie was crushing. I knew Quint was the man too. So And Peter definitely went. I knew this board was going to do well because Peter, the artist, Peter James Glenn, when uh, he was like, I, when I told him about it, he was like, oh, I've been wanting to do this forever. So I was like, yeah, he clearly, his heart's in this one. So he roasted that graphic. Um, and we actually, we sold through them, and I got another run right now. We actually only have eight fives right now, and there's only about 15 left. Uh, so if you want to get your hands on these, uh, we might do more afterwards, but, you know, they went through the first time. So we got some up to offer now, too. And you can get that, um, some skate shops out there, not all of them have them. But we also have them on our online skate shop, allineedskate.com. If there's any shops out there that want to cop the boards or any of the All I Need stuff, um, yeah, just reach out to us, man. There'll be a link in the description to do that for sure. Okay, so Crush It Like Quint. Hell yeah. I got to make it in my size. I ride an 8.1 at the moment. But I'm thinking about stepping it up to an 825 maybe. I used to ride 825 back in the day when I rode for Birdhouse, but I was skating like big-ass rails then. So, I don't know, having more under my feet when trying to jump on a lip side just made sense to me. Although, I did skate some big rails recently. So, who knows. But I'm on an A1 at the moment. Okay. Oh, I wanted to tell you about the, speaking about Narragansett and events. Narragansett Beer, we have an event coming up November 17th and 18th. It's called the Made on Honor Market. And uh, it's always a good time, man. They crush it. Basically, all these sick, uh, all these brands come together. Narragansett Beer picks the venue, come together, set up their booths. Um, there's all types of uh, passionate artists and people that started brands and all these unique, different little niches. And it's cool because they pick all these brands that fit that slogan, Made on Honor. So it's cool just to meet all these passionate people that come together. And Yelp directs traffic, so there's always people moving through and people are selling stuff. and. It's a fun day, man. There's like live music, good food, and obviously awesome beer. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be November 17th and 18th from noon to 5 at the Guild in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you're in the area and you want to come hang out, check out all the check out the All I Need booth. And there'll be other spots there too as well, different 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 brands. Uh, come hang out, man, for sure. We can shoot the shit. And I'll, I'll bring all, the, all our boards and all the stuff so you can check out the artwork as well. But that's coming up. I'm excited for that. Um, oh, we got another event. This one's actually sooner than November. This one is Conrad Furla. Shout out Conrad. Conrad is a sales rep for all I need. He is the man. And he's just generally the man. And it, You know what I mean? Like He's just one of those dudes that I met that uh, have a larger than life personality. And he's like a genuine dude who works hard. And he's just, uh, yeah, he's sick. And he has a surf event. And now it's a surf skate event because we talked him into doing a mini ramp uh, at this year's Battle of the Beach. Let me pull it up. I had the website open. TheBattleOfTheBeach.com Conrad Furla. What up, buddy? Sick artwork, too. All right, so I looked up how to pronounce this city in Rhode Island, but I'm going to butcher it regardless. So let me see. It's going to be September 15th. So that is coming up. Choo, choo, choo. In two days, tomorrow's Friday, Saturday, this Saturday, September 15th, 2018, and uh, it's Battle of the Beach 7. He's been doing it for seven years, which is heavy, and it's Matunuk, Rhode Island. I hope I nailed that. Someone from Rhode Island, let me know if I pronounced that correctly. I said it with confidence. Um, September 15th, 2018, I guess there's a $30 entry fee. $10 extra per division, Sign a, uh, 7 a.m. sign-ups, that's early, that's for the surfing, um, 9 a.m. start, so 7 and 9. I've never actually been to a surf competition, so I'm about to learn about it for sure. Uh, there's open shortboard, men's longboard, ladies' longboard, grom shortboard open, grom longboard open, retro transitional. Sounds crazy, but and then single fin showdown. These are all the divisions I'm guessing in the water. The concept of a surf contest. I mean, you have to wait for the waves, right? But he's been posting stuff all week about the waves and how it's supposed to be super heavy because uh, 
uh, Hurricane Florence. I remember the name of the hurricane because I've been listening to a shit ton of Florence in the Machine. So good. Her new album is so ridiculously good. All the music. All her albums, to be honest. I can't, like, stop... I can't listen to anything else after I listen to that because it's, like, she's she's so good. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so we'll be there. I'll be hanging out. I'm going to get there as early as I can and watch some of the surfing. I believe we'll send, we're going to set up an all-I-need table with our uh, booth and bring some of the boards down, check out the artwork. We'll bring some T-shirts, um, some socks. We got some stuff that we'll be selling, and we got some giveaways. We're giving out some stuff on our mini ramp. They're going to have a mini ramp there. I believe the jam's going to start at 2 o'clock, but I'd get there earlier than that. We're going to have this sick mini ramp that Conrad has in his yard right now, and we're going to give out some boards and stuff for the jam, which will be sick, and me and Evan and the All I Need crew will be there. Evan's from that area. So that's actually how I met Evan was through Conrad and Narragansett and that, or Matunic, that whole area too, you know. But uh, yeah, we'll be there shredding the mini ramp, um, just having a good time, man. I'm excited for that. That's this Saturday, so two days. I hope to see you motherfuckers there, bruh. Back to my coffee. I like my coffee black. Actually, I like it with tons of sugar, but uh. I feel guilty because I sugar is like the gnarliest drug to me. Like I love sugar, everything with sugar. Remember the Andy Roy thing where I was talking about how I lost teeth? It's because I ate too much sugar, man, and just like didn't brush my teeth enough. Apparently, well, I always brush my teeth a lot, but maybe I need to floss more or something, you know? <laughs> I don't know, but I think I just consumed way too much sugar too. I was just like, I love sugar, but I've just been trying to bail on it lately because I know that can't last forever, you know. So, black coffee it is. And I like it, because you get the same effect. It just doesn't taste as good going down. Although, I'm kind of used to it now. But, uh, it's not the same as with cream and sugar, right? If you guys are listening, <laughs> how do you like your coffee? Leave me a message, DM me, or maybe I'll make a post. Oh, that's good, though. Sometimes I go to Dunkin', sometimes I go to Honeydew. Depending on the day. Honeydew, like, I haven't really been messing with the donuts lately. Although today I had two. <laughs> God damn it. I tried not to eat any donuts for a long time, but I, I made it. I decided 30 days, and I went 31 days with no donuts. But I haven't been eating them all the time, but today I fell off the wagon for sure. I mean, I didn't need two because A1, but got two. Put it down pretty heavy. They were delicious, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, okay. And I guess last thing is, if you guys are on YouTube, uh, so are we. All I Need Skate on YouTube. And we're on Facebook, too. And Instagram. And Twitter. I'd say out of all those, we don't use Twitter as much. But if you engage with us on there, I'll definitely engage. I'll repost and... I'll re- respond back or share if you have some cool stuff on there. Um, same for all the platforms. If you hit us up on Facebook, All I Need Skate, and uh, follow or engage, uh, we'll hit you back, man. We'll talk to you and definitely, you know, as long as you're not crazy and you're just taking up all the time, you know, within within reason, you know, because sometimes, you know, it gets hectic on social media. You're just too many people after a while. You can connect, so. But if it's sincere and genuine, we'll be on there. And then Instagram, I'd say we'd use that one. Instagram and Facebook we use the most. Uh, YouTube we post to regularly. We post twice a week, once at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. We just put a brand new video up. Uh, skate team at Trinity Skate Plaza in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, please check that out. If you're on uh, YouTube, though, subscribe. Hit us up. Leave a comment. I'll subscribe back. I'll, I'll respond for sure. That would be epic. Um, and yeah, I think that's it, man. You can check out our site. We have all our events up there, all the stuff I was talking about today. I'll post all the flyers there. Any information about all I need and our events or any of the media stuff, uh, it'll be there. That's the hub to find everything. Got some banners made, really stoked. I got, I paid for two, but apparently they made a third one that didn't print quite as well, but it's barely noticeable so i got three for the price of two which i was stoked on big four by four banners these things are going to crush it i'm going to unveil them at a 
Battle of the Beach on Saturday. It's crazy how time flies, man. Fucking lost in time. Like, we do so much stuff sometimes. You know, like, sometimes... I'm sure you guys are the same way. You just, like, get caught up and carried in the momentum of life. And there's so much stuff to do. And um, it carries you away. And you, like... I. You, Dude, sometimes I'm like, what? It's fucking Thursday? I thought it was like, I don't even know what day of the week it was. Felt like I was just out here, you know? Which is a good thing. I'm not complaining. It's a good thing. But it's just like intense how much. So submersive. The ride of life is so, so submersive now, you know? Between audio and visual and then like just going out and doing stuff too. Skating and doing events and all this stuff. It's like unbelievable what we can do. And it's so crazy how many people come and show up and... It's crazy that we can all collaborate together and make epic shit. Like, I can't tell you how many skateboarders I see nowadays and how sick they are. Like, whether they're sick as a person or on their board or both or whatever, man. There's so many interesting people doing it, man. It's, this has been a... This whole thing is a pleasure, man. Doing this podcast, uh, meeting all these people has been fucking life-changing for me. It's been a source of great inspiration and growth, for real. Like, this podcast, like, I've met so many people, and the feedback I get, and, like, um, it just helps. It really fucking helps. Like, I don't know. Just trying to be real, man. <laughs> it does. It really helps. Uh, you guys are so fucking cool out there. And uh, I enjoy this, man. I, I like having this where, like, I can have different skateboarders on, and we can talk and explore ideas and... Yeah, or if it's just me, man, sometimes I need a space to just talk things out, you know? Like, right now, I'm just kind of talking things out, wrote down some stuff just to figure out, like... Because we do a lot, so I just got to kind of visualize it and, and uh, get it out there. And this helps, having this space right here to do this right now. Uh, it means more to me than, uh, you know. And, and to be honest, dude, another thing about podcasts, not just The Shetler Show, but just podcasts in general, uh, I learned a lot just from listening to other people. Like, I love other shows, you know? There's so many epic people out there producing rad conversations about awesome stuff, you know? Passionate ones, crushing it. So keep creating that content, too, because I, I try to listen to as much as I can. If you got a show or any type of content you create, uh, definitely hit me up. Share it. on. Uh, you can hit me up personally or through All I Need, but at Anthony Shetler, Instagram, Facebook, like Twitter, too. Like I said about Twitter, I don't, it's kind of the last one on the list. But uh, if you hit me up there, I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, this whole thing's been crazy and, and growing all I need and skateboarding and just trying to, uh, steer the ship and it's cool to have people helping with it. It's cool to have all these events and it's sick, man. I'm appreciative. I can't say it enough. So I know I, I said it a lot. Enough of that. Enough of that. Back to the ranting, bro. Back to Andy Roy's teeth. Get to his teeth. <laughs> Gnarly. I'm happy that he's got teeth, man. I hope that he's, le I hope he's doing well, man. I know it's like seems I worry about I worry about like the fame and attention and the like weird thing that we've created with the internet where it's like I don't know you can't tell if people are doing well or not like well or not sometimes I'm worried cuz I'm like are people just acting crazy cuz they're seeking attention or not specifically Andy Roy but it's just like it's hard to tell sometimes um, with social with social media and these traps that we can create for ourselves, you know, like people build these like prisons of hell and personalities, and like it's crazy nowadays. And some of them are awesome. I'm not saying it's all hell, but like I just worry that you know sometimes the technology can get the best of us, you know. And I hate to see like you know someone. I hope Andy Roy's doing good. Hope he's doing well in life. And I hope a lot of it, his gnarliness is a lot of show nowadays. Because he's had some gnarliness in his past, for sure. There's a lot of dudes out there that have been through hell. And, um, you know, I feel like we should keep getting better and keep growing and keep understanding ourselves and try to have more of a positive impact. And I don't, you know, I don't really know how people are doing, but you just see this shit online and you're like, dude, is this person, like, doing what? They might be popular and there might be, like, a lot of exposure and... They might have tons of money, but, like, how are they doing as an individual? Like, is this unhealthy? Is this weird? Is this... Or is it just, like, a front to, like, raise capital? Or, like, what the fuck is going on out there, you know? Like, I just worry, you know? Because ultimately, that's, like, what I want. I want everyone, I want to see everyone in their story, like, 
grow and get better and like um find balance and be happy in life and have skateboarding and be part of skateboarding and be a, like um sort of like a character in skateboarding where we know all these stories about each other but ultimately i want to see everyone else succeed the same you know just like myself like i don't want to see no crashes and burns i know it's entertainment you know that's what i'm saying i don't know where the line is sometimes it blurs between entertainment and reality and like i don't know what's going on out there sometimes but i hope everyone is just hustling trying to figure out a way to to do what they love and uh do it with people they love and aren't shying away from responsibility because i feel like as you get older you should become a little more responsible i know a lot of the reason we get into skateboarding is to run away from responsibility like for me for sure i, I when i got into it, it was just an escape i just wanted to get away from the craziness the violence dysfunction um i just needed i needed a space <laughs> Oddly enough, I needed my own little space and something to work on by myself, something that was true and honest, and that if I put energy into it, depending on what type of energy and how much thought and focus, or if I did the opposite, if I put chaos and rage and just intensity into it, like, it would yield a result, you know, something that I could control, because everything around me growing up was, like, out of control, you know? The adults were out of control, uh... And so then obviously the kids are running wild when you hit the, when you hit that age where you know there's no parents and all this experimenting pops up and there's enough pitfalls to fuck people over you know um but yeah thank god i found skateboarding because i needed a space and i needed something to focus on i needed something to put my energy into and it wasn't judging me and it wasn't there's no rules there's no fucking coach um just me and my issues and just something to put them into and uh it helped it was a great vehicle for development you know so i just want to keep growing i want and i hope that you guys are doing the same and just keep i'm 35 so i, I know i'd like i always aspire to be older you want to hear something funny when we're on trips like if billy wants the keys or whatever or kevin or goonin or whoever wants the keys i'm like Whoever has the keys is Grandpa. So, Grandpa Goonin, you got the keys, bro. Grandpa's responsible. You gotta be responsible, you know? Because sometimes you're out on a trip, everyone's having fun, maybe having a drink, maybe smoking some weed, and uh, we need some adults out there, you know? <laughs> so, Grandpa Goonin got the keys, or whether it's Grandpa Shetler, <laughs> take on some responsibility, my boys. See what happens, you know? I always knew I like I always knew I wanted to like have some responsibility. I just didn't want to, you know, you just got to grow into that. And I It's hard to balance yourself out and figure out, you know, what you're really aiming at and what you really want to do, especially when your emotions are unchecked. And I've been through this plenty of times, you know, but skateboarding always keeps me grounded, pulls me right back to things that I really give a shit about, people I really give a shit about. It all gravitates around skateboarding for some reason, you know? It's so trivial. Piece of wooden wheels, but it's so trivial, but it's the whole world, you know? And, uh, yeah, just like when I was younger, man, it was chaos, and skateboarding grounded me and opened up communities and friendships and things that, and travel and changed my whole life for the better, you know? And I hope that we're all going to keep trying to get better and push these things forward and grow and carry on tradition and that because to me i hit a point in my life where like when i was younger it was an escape right i just skated got away from all my problems i didn't have to think i could just focus on learning tricks and like you know my wins in that day i'll go out but fuck it, at least i'm gonna go get this trick or like learn something new and like uh, you know and if not at least i broke a sweat even the days i went out and just fucking i needed to go yell and kick my board and break it and yell and probably be mean to my friends <laughs> hopefully not too mean they're still my friends i haven't lost too many friends so <laughs> but yeah but that's like no responsibility it's just me and my skateboard and running away from things which is fine you know that's amazing it helped me tremendously and then there became a point where i started getting paid to be a pro skateboarder so then i was just hyper focused on 
being more of a professional in the sense that, like, they told me what I needed to do to keep it going. And that was, you know, travel, film, make sure you have a filmer, make sure you stack, stack clips, shoot photos, every magazine. I had checkouts in every magazine, so my objective was, like, link up, go meet these photographers. And, you know, on top of meeting photographers and filmers, I always, I love, those guys are some of my favorite people. Because they skate and they might not be the pros, but they have so much personality and, like, stories and the character. And they've watched all these skaters or they captured them and filmed them. Like, some of my favorite people in the world are filmers and photographers. Um, but, yeah, my objective was, like, all right, you're a pro. You're going to get paid. Your name's on a board. Like, and I didn't – I just didn't want to let people down. I didn't – I was – first of all, I just felt fortunate because, like, dude, I literally was in the projects in New Bedford, Mass., uh, and Fibro discovered me, and like Steve Rodriguez, shout out, because the Solstice Skate Shop goes back to his skate shop, JV, love you. Um, I went there, and then I just didn't stop going there, and I was this ghetto annoying kid, and I'm sure I pissed them off, and was a piece of shit, and uh, they were just endlessly cool to me, sharing skateboarding, giving me their old stuff so I could keep riding, and just not kicking me down while I'm down, you know, and uh then I met Steve Fibrokes. They were doing demos. Another reason why demos are so fucking important because I got to skate with the pros, not just like watch them on a screen. I got to meet them, see that they're humans. They're just like us and me and you. And, you know, they're just people that have found a way to build skateboarding into, into their life for, you know, a certain amount of time for some, you know. That was a shift with the media. It's so crazy. There's so many people that were pros and then all of a sudden shift to the media and then the recession, and then they're no longer pro. I was one of those, you know? <laughs> Just like, damn, done, you know? Crazy concept to think about. But yeah, fucking demos. We need demos, man. That was unbelievable. It made it more real to me. It was sick to have these, like... I don't want to say role models. It's kind of corny and cliche, but... I just needed examples of skateboarders that were... Not just piles and pieces of shit... But just dudes that were down, you could go talk to them and skate with them and they were cool and like maybe they had something else going in their life too and that, or they were like, they could keep it together and they were investing in skateboarding and, you know, so that changed my life, you know? And it made me seem like I could do some of the stuff. I was like watching them skate. I'm like, dude, I could do that one day. I could learn that shit, you know? And it just made it real. It made it real to me, the demos. So skate shops, obviously important. Demos insane or skate jams i love them too because you get to meet each other even comp competitions i'm not even that good but dude people that are good at it it's unbelievable to watch and talk about and to announce one of my favorite things is to announce a skateboard jam or contest whoo i've been trying to remind i try i have like limited space in my hard drive but the amount of names i remember and and the amount of styles i've seen and people that i have watched for years and it's so insane to watch them like do that it's crazy to to be in the position I'm in from where I came from. It's a weird transition, man. It's unbelievable. Skateboarding is unbelievable right now. And the people in it, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I just like... Fibro hooked it up, started flowing me, took me on trips. Travel's like the most important thing in my life. I got a different perspective from travel. So if you're young and you got the urge to travel, do it, dude. Figure out a way. We went across the country in a van with no money. Just enough, and I think we even figured out how to get money on the trip when we ran out of money, you know? Like, we didn't have enough, for sure we didn't have enough. There was three of us, Trembley, me, Dan Bellucci. That was the first time. The second time was, like, heavy crew, and we just figured it out, man. Slept in parking lots. It was ghetto, but it was fucking amazing, you know? I needed to do that, and I needed to get away, and, and travel's so big, man. And then even on the opposite end, when I was pro riding for Zoo York and Birdhouse, there's money, you know? Like... These brands, they're fucking everywhere, you know? And they would fly us places and go do demos with Tony Hawk. And they treat he, the mayor would come out, treat the whole shit. It was insane. It was so weird. Especially going from, like, living in the projects, broken family, to, like, getting to travel the world skateboarding and, you know. <sighs> yeah, it was unbelievable. It changed my life. Traveling is amazing, so... With or without money, with or without a sponsor, you fucking do it. If you have the butt, if you have the itch to travel, do it. It'll expand you. It expanded me. I love it. So demo skate shop, traveling, um, 
just meeting people, just trying to meet people in skateboarding and try to sincerely meet them and, you know, talk to them, get to know people, try to be cool, try to be cool. That always was like something I had, like a mantra, like try not to be a dick, try not to be too judgy, although I could be judgy, you know, there's so many jokes out there and, you know, I want, I don't want that side of skateboarding to ever die because there's so much sense of humor that made me laugh and it was kind of, it was mean, but it was just like, it was funny though. And if some of it was about me, that's where I'm so conflicted because funny factor wins sometimes. Even when it's about me, I'm like, this is, that's pretty clever. <laughs> Fucking love that side of skateboarding, that little like, fuck you side of it, you know what I mean? As much as I was saying responsibility and all that stuff, like, uh... I love the attitudes, you know. Skateboarding has grown. That's I guess I guess that's what I'm going through, man. It's like growing pains. I've had skateboarding my life for so long. It's weird to be on the other end of it now. So I went from being sponsored and pro and having people take care of me and and uh, show me the way to now building all I need, the brand and sponsoring people and being behind the scenes working on the the nuts and bolts, the factory side of things and watching these dudes get to do the trips and be in the videos and like it's such a weird thing man, it's so crazy to think that it's a skateboard, you know it's amazing to me it's insane, it's not going anywhere either, it's going into the Olympics, some people hate that I don't want to be in the Olympics, but if someone out there wants to skateboard in the Olympics and win, fuck yeah go for it it's only every four years. And if they dictate what's cool in skateboarding, that means we have failed. Because <laughs> there's four years of skateboarding. We have to create culture and collaborate and do awesome shit. Well, imagine if we just waited every four years to be skateboarders. Oh, every four years in fucking Wheaties box. That's ridiculous. There's four years in between all that shit. It'll be, it'll come, someone will win gold, you know, whatever. Fucking, it's a competition boxed in with rules, probably owned by fucking some jabroni that doesn't skate or know anything about skateboarding. They'll probably hire a bunch of people that will know about skateboarding. So that's a net positive. Some people from skateboarding will make a paycheck, I guess. Um, and maybe some of the skateboarders will win some money or whatever. I don't think you even win money. That's the craziest thing. You're just like the Wheaties boy for them, you know? But whatever, there's people that would be great for them. Nigel would be great for his, uh, whatever he's trying to build. It would be great, I'm sure, I'm sure. He could buy his seventh Lamborghini. It'd be amazing. <laughs> or maybe Jeremy Rogers. That's something we could talk about. Watching Jeremy on Instagram being paparazzi to Nigel. What is he trolling him in real life, dude? What are you doing? I know, I know. I read a comment, he said, I'm just working with what was given to me. I get that, but dude. What the fuck, man? I get it, bro. I get it. Um, yeah, the Olympics, whatever, dude. It's only going to be here every four years. If you're not a skateboarder for the rest of the four years, and you're just like, it ruined skateboarding, that means that you weren't in skateboarding. Because you know how much you can get done in a month? let alone a year, let alone three, four years of cool skateboarding shit we could be doing that has nothing to do with the Olympics. Videos, demos, jams, uh, video premieres, like, endless shit, camps, like, lock-ins, like, goes on, podcasts, so much culture, you know? So, all I'm saying is I'm not worried about the Olympics owning skateboarding or even making a dent in it. They're lucky that skateboarders want to do their fucking thing, you know? That's the truth, is the power is to the skateboarders, man. We dictate what's what. I mean that. Because if you've dedicated your life and put those hours in and you've added value to that piece of wood, you've made that thing worth value because you put your life into it. And truth is in the skating, you know? I always say that on this podcast. Like when you, when I usually, when I see someone skating and they look sharp on their board, they're usually doing really good in life too. They're like usually focused, you know, working on something optimistic. Or at the very least, just keeping it going, you know? Like, you can definitely be self-destructive with skateboarding, you know? But to actually be pushing yourself on your skateboard, you gotta at least be in the moment focused on something. So that's a valuable thing to me, and skateboarding's awesome. All right, this has gone on long enough. <laughs> Thank you for everything again. I'm just gonna blabber on because that's what I do. I just feel really grateful to be 
to be alive and to have had my life work out the way it has with the people it has and uh, I feel really fucking fortunate you know because when I was younger man things were fucking shitty and uh, I saw like craziness and I there was times when I was younger that I didn't even want to be here anymore I was like over it you know maybe that was just my dramatic self you know because I can be dramatic at times you know my family definitely my mom was the bottom fell out and she was a drama for sure she's Sometimes a great actor, you know? Fucking scared me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel really grateful for now. And now. And this second. That second. I'm grateful that we can go into the future and try to build and create stuff together. And hopefully uh, we can just keep improving. This whole ride for everyone would be fucking amazing. I think it starts with each of us taking on a little bit of responsibility and realizing we have influence for good and bad and then learning to harness our emotions and aim that attention and influence aim it on something that matters that we give a shit about and that helps and not just lusting after say you know the glitters is all gold not just lusting after the easier thing or being delusional for some sort of fame or like just want materialistic things with no meaning or value like things should have purpose i believe you know just like a skateboard you can have purpose you, it could be trivial but it could be a, you could be have purpose behind it you know like whenever you step on it you got to pay attention because you could get hurt if you don't pay attention so i don't know all right thanks peace choo 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 choo